Hi, and welcome to the Daring to Leap podcast. I'm your host, Lori Phillip. I'm so excited to dive into this week's episode with you. Are you looking for a way to stand out in your career? Our special guest this week is Candace Davis, and she's a book coach. In our conversation, we explored how writing a book can skyrocket your career, establish you as an expert, and open doors to speaking engagements and leadership opportunities. And guess what? You, yes, you have a story to tell and unique knowledge to share. So let's dive in. Candace is a book coach and host of the Nothing But Words podcast. She helps professionals go beyond the surface of their knowledge to reach their deeper wisdom and write a transformative book. She believes any book worth writing is worth writing well. It's her mission to help you write a world-class book from a place of joy and delight and surprise yourself with how beautifully you can put your genius on the page. Welcome to the podcast, Candace. Thank you, Lori. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's so great for you to to have you here. I, I'd like to start out with you a bit on your career journey and what were you doing before you decided to be a book coach? So I talked to a lot of people who left corporate America because they really hated it. They hated their jobs. Mm-hmm. They hated their work. I did not. So I loved my corporate career. I wasn't in it very long. I was in banking. People hate that too. <laughs> I actually really enjoyed it. But I left banking when I wanted to just go home and homeschool my kids. We were moving a lot. And so I wanted them to have that stability of homeschooling. All that was going very well. During that time, I needed something to stimulate my brain and have some engagement with other adults. And so I really loved literary fiction. I dove into studying literary fiction, taking classes, doing workshops with some of the brightest and most accomplished authors in Los Angeles. These are paid workshops. It's not like they just picked me because I was so great. I wrote a check, right? to join their workshops. But I did learn a ton under their mentorship. And then Mm -hmm. when I went through a divorce, I had to figure out how to make some money, right? (laughs) Okay. I felt like I didn't have any skills because I had been out of corporate for about seven or eight years Mm -hmm. by then. And it felt really scary to try to figure out how to make a living. And I didn't want to stop homeschooling my girls. And so Wanted to stick my toe into how I could make money in writing and publishing. And so I went and talked to some of my mentors and they all said, you can't <laughs> do something else. <laughs> something else. You're not going to make any money, which terrified me, right? Because these are people that I admired and respected mm-hmm. so much. And I'm sure to them, it didn't seem like much money because they lived in Los Angeles, which is extremely expensive. I did not need Los Angeles income. Mm-hmm. So I got a job ghostwriting a book. A friend introduced me to... Uh, woman who was a contestant top chef, if you've ever seen that cooking competition. Yeah. And she wanted to get a book deal. And we talked and I had never written a book before. And I told her that. And she said, well, you're a single mom. I'm a single mom. Let's figure it out. Mm-hmm. And we did. We wrote the book proposal and got a book deal for her. And that's how I started. Wow. What a great way to start. Usually people kind of get their feet wet. And they get that maybe a pro bono client or in, and I don't know if that was, but what a great to get that. Now you help somebody get a book deal. Yeah, it was great. But I did do a lot of things. I wouldn't say for free, but in return for people doing things for me. So like in Mm -hmm. Brightwood's workshop, we gave feedback to each other, right? So that really helped me to develop those skills. It wasn't like I just jumped out there and got a book deal 
I was incredibly lucky to have the introduction made. And I had mm. spent a lot of time developing the skills before I had the opportunity. Right. You had been in that world in a sense yeah. for a while. Yeah. Yes, definitely. That's great. Well, now now you're supporting people with writing their books. Yeah. And I I wanted to talk to you a bit about that because what are you seeing with your clients on why they want to write a book? What are what are the goals that you're seeing? Yeah, so it's it's kind of split. The entrepreneurs have their reasons and often it's because they want to get more speaking engagements or they want to lead people to their products and services or they just want to position themselves really as an expert in their niche. The professionals often, they do often have things they do on the side, like speaking engagements and things like that. And a book helps with that, but they really want to demonstrate their leadership. And so they're able to do that by writing a book that really says something different than what everyone else is saying. Mm -hmm. And they probably already have those philosophies. They may be implementing those processes in their work, but no one else knows about it. Mm -hmm. So in capturing it in a book, it really helps them to demonstrate their leadership. It helps them to share those philosophies and ideas that are different from what else might be going on in their industry. And I mean, it also gives them some clout, right? So it's they've created their own intellectual property, which not everyone else will have. Yeah. Yeah. And what comes to mind for me is I, and we talked about this a little bit before, but I had not, when I was in corporate, I would have never thought I, I should write a book. Now I know people, I mean, from what I can tell, people are like book people, like I've always wanted to write a book and yeah. I'm definitely not one of those type of people, but I will be actually, I'm going to be uh, co-authoring a book, uh, just a, a section of a book sure. coming up on gratitude and which is funny to me because, okay, I never thought I would be as part of a book or co-author a book, but then you start to realize the benefits of it, right? Yeah. And so from a corporate perspective, I find it interesting that, and, and actually a great idea to stand out if you're yep. looking to really put your name out there on a specific area of either leadership or subject matter expertise or do you have any kind of fun examples you can share with us or interesting examples of people that wrote their book and, and kind of what came of it? So I have a couple. There are different uh, places in the process, right? So one of my clients, she is a DEIB consultant. She works for a consultancy and she really did not like what she was seeing with the way her clients were being engaged. She didn't really feel like people were learning about DEIB. And mm -hmm. so they were maybe checking boxes that they thought they needed to check in order to be compliant or in order to look good. And she actually, well, she she wrote a book um, called Design for Identity. Her name is Jessica Bantam. Jessica used her book to actually launch her own consultancy. That was kind of the direction that she wanted to go in. I have another client, though, who was an executive for a fast food company. And she's actually writing a book about leadership. She has no intention of leaving her job, but she went the traditional publishing route where Jessica went independent publishing. She went the traditional publishing route because she's been climbing the ladder. She went from working for a major company here in Atlanta to one in Chicago, and she went from climbing the ladder, but she would like to climb it faster. And it's her belief that this book deal will help her really demonstrate to her company 
the breadth and depth of her leadership. She doesn't necessarily get to demonstrate it as much as she would want to at work. And that's what mm-hmm. she. Oh, interesting. Do you come across one of the hesitations I personally would have to writing my own book is, do I have something brilliant to say? I mean, it feels like, and I had this when I go to the library, I'm on, there's so many books. Yeah. And it's, well, what is this unique and different thing that I can bring to the table that, that would help me stand out? Do you find people have that same kind of perspective? They're like, well, everything's already been said. So I'll be honest with you. I find that way more with my women clients than with my men clients. Yeah. Yeah. I, I believe it. I believe it. The men clients have no doubt. They just feel like they've got something to say. The women are more, not all, but many of the women are more reserved in the way that they sort of assess their own genius. And I don't use the word genius lightly because I do believe we all have our own unique genius that we can yeah. put on the page. And even though you may have a similar body of knowledge to the next person, right? They don't have your experiences. And when you put that experience together with, their, with that knowledge, you get your wisdom. No one else has the wisdom that Lori has. It's unique to you. So if we were working together to write your book, I'd first want to know what are your goals for the book? How do you want it to serve you? And how do you want it to serve your readers? And then we could figure out what really your book should be about and what you can bring to it. But I have never met a person who didn't have something unique to bring to their book. Yeah, it's it's interesting. We had this discussion quite a few episode, episodes ago on personal branding and the topic of thought leadership came up. And I think it's it's similar to what you're saying in a book form, but we were talking about it in a, like a social media type of yeah. perspective where there is a hesitancy to, and a lot of women, which I personally can relate to, to consider ourselves as a thought leader in a certain area where I have authority to speak on this particular topic. And what's interesting I find with books is you write a book and people are doing this to to show authority. It's okay, well, I have authority. I wrote a book on this. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. And that may, but that's true, right? Yeah. And, but let's be honest. Not all books are created equal. Correct. Yeah. Not all books are created equal. So yes, you can write a book, but what is the value that you're bringing to the book? I mean, I've talked to people who just want to churn out a quick marketing piece, right? They just want, they're not my mm-hmm. clients. My clients want to write a book that's actually going to have a positive impact in some mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. So there, there is the difference there. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think part of the mindset, though, has to be a bit of there is a creation of your authority that has to be made where people won't just know that you are really great on leadership or that you're really great in this particular industry or that you you're you're you spend all this time on this particular hobby that you have a depth of knowledge in. Yes. And sometimes we forget that we have to put ourselves out there and there is some effort in positioning ourselves to get credit for that. Yeah. And I, I, I and a book is a pretty obvious way as far as people who have books are putting out their, their knowledge, but it 
kind of gets lost in the sea of busyness of our career, of our life. And it's, well, just like your client who's been in this moving up the leadership path, she feels like they don't see enough of the breadth that she has. So she's going to do something about it. Yeah. And not just wait around and hope that somebody sees it. And so I think that's where I like to come in and look at this for what can we do as individuals to get to where we want to go? And we have to be thinking about it. Like you said, what, what would you want? What is the intent of the book? That's a great first step. But for listeners out there like, well, I'm never going to write a book or I'm not saying that you need to write a book, but you can. But you and can. and that's why Candace is here, because I agree with her that we each have our own brilliance and genius. And if you wanted to write a book, I believe you could. Oh, and okay. yeah. And if you put enough thought into it and effort, it could be really, really good. And so if you don't stop listening because you're like, I'm never writing a book because you might, I mean, I might end up and I wouldn't have thought that three years ago. I can see it already. You, you will. It's coming. You Candace start with is me. writing my book for me already. No, no, you started though because you're, you're already appearing as a co-author. The next step is writing yeah. your own book. I mean, I am not, the, I would never sit here and say every person needs to write their own book. I don't think there's any every that everyone should be doing. That's yeah, that's an unfair pressure to put on people who don't necessarily want that. But I do believe that if you have any desire to write a book, and even if it's only because you're thinking, oh, this might be the way that I can really position myself in my company or for other companies to see how brilliant I really am. Yes, of course you can do it. This is not rocket science. It's a set of skills. <laughs> so we just learn a set of skills as we go along. Yeah, that's it. I'm glad you brought that up because there is, I think one of the, mental blocks I've had as far as being an author is I've never really considered myself a writer or liking to write. Or when I read like a beautiful fiction book with all the details and and all of that, I'm like, gosh, that person is amazing. I don't feel like I could write like that. And so that particular idea of what an author is and what that look and feels like is a block I've had for myself. But it sounds like there is a tools and a process and it. So have you found working with your clients that writing a well thought out and intentional book is possible for people, even if they feel like I'm not a writer? Oh my gosh. I would say probably 50% of my clients say to me at some point, either I'm not a writer my English teacher told me I was a terrible writer. My employer said I was a terrible writer. I never believed I was a writer. I have a client. I love her so much. But she came to my group coaching program. And one of the first things she said to me was, I'm not a writer. This woman has a PhD. She has written a dissertation. Mm -hmm. And she didn't believe she was a writer. But as she went through the process, and we just do it step by step, as she went through the process and began writing her manuscript, there was a change in her. And she came on a call and she said, and she told us, I never believed before that I could be a writer. And now I realize I am. A writer is just someone who decides to write. Like that's, that's all a writer is. Doesn't take anything more than a decision to write and actually doing it. Just do it. 
So you don't have to compare yourself. Like a lot of my clients, for some reason, compare themselves to Brene Brown. So I do love Brene Brown's work. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, love, I don't love her writing. So everybody's writing is not for everybody. It's not bad writing mm-hmm. by any stretch of the imagination. It's just not for me. Yeah. I'd rather watch her videos than, than read her books. But they will compare themselves to Brene Brown. But you don't need to be Brene Brown. You mm-hmm. need to be you on the page. Yes. You don't need to be Barbara Kingsolver or Toni Morrison. You need to be you on the page. Every, every book and every reader does not need all the details, Lori. Like some people don't want to read all those details. Oh, I don't. I don't. I find myself, I might get to the point kind of even an email. My emails are so short and I've known people who it's like you ask them a quick question and it comes back like a two page thesis answer. I might be guilty of that. (laughs) But I love this, that, that the Basically, the root of what you're saying is you don't need to be these other writers. You just need to be yourself Yeah, is the root of this podcast. Like when we get to our core of ourselves and that authentic self and allowing ourselves to be that and realizing that we can do all the things we want to do. And it actually is easier if we can allow ourselves just to be us. And you're not overthinking all like, how would Renee write this? How would exactly. Candace write this? If I was, yes. I feel like I have to embellish all this stuff. No, no, no. You don't. And there's, and here's the thing. If you really believe your writing isn't strong enough, take a class. But it's not that yeah. hard. They're available online. They're available at community college. That's why I started. I took a community college class in fiction writing because that's what I was studying at the time. And I just took another one and another one and another one and built my skills up from there. You can hire a writing coach. You can hire a book coach. You can join a group. There are millions of ways. And when you're done with your manuscript, you're not on your own because you'll have an editor who will help you make it as really, as really as strong as it can possibly be. A great editor will do that for you. So you don't have to feel like, oh, this is it. I'm here in this silo doing this by myself and I don't have anyone to help me. There's plenty of ways to get help at any stage in the process. Yeah. No, the, I, I, I'm glad that you're, you're putting, because I think what, what people don't think about enough is when somebody's trying something new or different than they've done before, whether it's writing a book, starting a company, a new position, whatever, what you don't see is all the support. Yes. That person, usually if they're successful, they have got to a point where they feel like, you know what, I need somebody to support me. A hundred percent. Who knows what they're doing. Yep. And it's really easy to look at it at the surface level and see, wow, that person is doing this, is doing that. Well, yeah, she also has a mentor and a coach and Absolutely. team. And you don't need to have millions of dollars to get these types of things. It's just, I think the shift is realizing that you don't have to do it all on your own. You don't. Whatever it is, you don't. And when you just, when you get to that point where you realize, hey, wow, what could I accomplish in this life if I would allow support from other people? It's it's pretty big. Oh, it's it's, huge. Yeah. It's huge. I did not get here on my own and I'm not where I want to be yet. And in alignment with that, when you first start doing something, you should not expect to be great at it. 
right? So when I first started my business, I expected I should just be out of the box making six figures a month. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. If not happen, but I did find help, right? So I joined mastermind groups. And then when I could had a little more money, I got a coach. I just got I had a little more money. I hired my daughter as my VA. So that's a win for both of us. Oh yay. And I have that support system. Well, writing is no different. You're not necessarily going to be some people are naturally great writers, good for them. But for most people, when you first start, you can't expect it to just be excellent out of the box. First drafts are not going to be great. Yeah. And I it's funny because I I had a conversation on an episode and it hasn't been released yet, but we were talking about the creative process and how messy that is. And so to your point, first drafts aren't going to be great. But, you know, anything we do, we have to be allow ourselves to to get the information out and that getting it out is messy. Yeah. And then we get to polish it and then we get to fine tune it and make it good and then great. Right. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. And your way of doing that isn't necessarily the same as my way or the mm -hmm. same as my husband's way or any other. I believe all people are creative. Yeah, I would say any other creative person, but we're all creative. <laughs> like It's just a matter of how much we are allowed to tap into our creativity. You, you can't necessarily just fall into someone else's process and think it's going to work for you. You really might need to tweak it and change it so that you can customize it to your lifestyle, to the way your brain works, to how you like to think. If I'm working on an outline with a client, some of them we just do a straight outline, right? But for other people, they can't stand that linear sort of process. So they need the post-it notes all over mm -hmm. the whiteboard or they need a mind map because that's the way that they think. My husband cannot stand mind maps. It just, <laughs> just sees just craziness on the page, right? Mm -hmm. But everybody's process is different. Yeah. That's, that's a, I, we get caught up in the process of other people. Like, here's my six-step path to success. And I'm like, yeah, for you. That's for you. <laughs> for you. With, with your that's background, me. your relationships, your, yeah. the things you like to do. Absolutely. The, the trick is to find, understand yourself well enough to be able to understand what's going to work for you. Are you going to be able to finish it if you're hating every moment of it? No, you're not. And so you're, you, you find a way to make it in a, such a way that's enjoyable enough yeah. for you. I'm here for it. It should not be painful. And I come from the literary fiction world where it's supposed to be painful, right? Oh, all dark people. Yeah. <laughs> but I just don't believe that. I just feel like it's something we're going to invest our time in. If you're investing your time in writing a book, you should be able to have some fun in that process. It should not just be hammering away at your keyboard trying mm -hmm. to get this thing done. Yeah, yeah. I have there. If you're not having any fun, I would I would not be surprised if the end result is not very good. Because when you start to bring in that joy and openness and the creativity is flowing, yeah. right? When you're like, I don't want to do this. It's like my... My my son the other day was taking like an hour to read like four pages of a book. He's eight. And the husband's like, what is going on with him? I'm like, he does not want to do it right now. It's he would be rather doing anything else. And so his brain is shut down. 
Yeah. He's revolting. And that's just not, it's not going to work. He needs a break. He needs to regroup. This is not working. And that's no different in adults. I mean, I, I find it much more difficult to write if I'm coming at it in the wrong spirit, right? If I feel like, oh, I have this terrible deadline, I've got to get it done, as opposed to coming to it with curiosity and enjoyment. Mm. And it is work, right? But we all have work that we actually enjoy. Work doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily mean that it's not enjoyable. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. Well, it doesn't have to be. No. It's it's about if we decide. If we decide work is not fun, it's not going to be fun. If you decide that, you know what, I have to work X hours a week for the rest of my life until retirement. Let's find a way to make it a little bit more fun, please. I would say so, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's worth the the effort in just thinking about it. Like, how could I make this fun? Absolutely. For sure. For any listeners that might be curious about writing a book or what are some things that you might want them to think about to get their mind thinking about, okay, well, is a book, writing a book right for me, for example? So there are two different pathways for writing a book. There's the traditional Mm -hmm. publishing route and the independent publishing route. One, you really own it, independent publishing, and one, you have to really hand over everything to other people and you have to get approval from other people. So you kind of have to think about, do either one of those things work for you, right? Are you willing to do the work to query agents and to write a book proposal and to hope it sells to publishers? And or are you willing to do the work to write a whole book and manage that publishing process for yourself? It's not as hard as it sounds. There are experts out there that you can pay a very reasonable fee to do it for for you. I don't do that, but I, I have colleagues that do. And then start thinking about what you agree with and disagree with in your field. So read some of the books on topics that you might be interested in writing about. A lot of people shy away from that because they don't want to feel like, oh, I'm copying this person or whatever. But the truth is, ideas overlap and that's to be expected. But almost without fail, you will find some things even with your favorite experts that you don't necessarily agree with or don't agree Mm -hmm. with 100% or you have a different philosophy about. And that could be really a seed for what you could write. Yeah, that's interesting. I, I think to get past this idea where I don't have anything unique to say, that's a good place to start for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of my clients wrote a book called Real Money Answers for Every Woman. And she wrote that book because at the time, she's a personal finance expert, but at the time, everyone was on the the latte budget, don't buy a latte idea, cut back, yeah. cut back, cut back. That's mm-hmm. what all the financial experts were saying. That's not her approach. Her approach is earn more so you can spend more on the things that yes. matter to you, right? Yes, <laughs> so, yes. So if that means getting the next certificate or whatever you need to do to climb the corporate ladder, if that means starting a side gig, if that means starting your own business, whatever it is, her philosophy was more about encouraging women to earn more, to have more power and to have more freedom with how they spend. And so that was the focus of her first, second, third and fourth books. <laughs> so she wrote a lot of books on that subject. but. It served her very well because people were tired of hearing that they can't afford a latte. They want their Mm -hmm. flipping latte and they also want to be able to pay their bills and take their vacation. Yeah, let's let's. Yeah, I want my latte, too. It's a good perspective because I think we forget, especially when all the messaging is just cut back here, cut back there. Uh, I, I love the message of how about let's 
make a little bit more. I hadn't really thought about that myself before. It, 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 it's like there's this information that's out in the world yeah. and it's like this box, right? And then sometimes we're not thinking about all the things that's not in the box. And so it, the the world does need more diverse ideas and in, in thinking. And so there, I think there's room for all kind for everybody to have Absolutely. their own message out there because to your point we're all unique and have our own genius that to yes. share and we've learned so much already so there's so much to draw from i mean like, every person i've talked to it's like they've come so far yeah and in their own way yes and they may not recognize it all the time either People don't necessarily know because they, you take it for granted, right? It's a part of you. It's your knowledge. It's your experience. It's really easy to take for granted that, oh, this is no big deal. Everyone knows this. And it, that is rarely true. Yep. Well, we're going to start to wrap up this episode, Candice. Do you have any last closing thoughts for our audience on this topic? Yeah. The one thing that I, I like to tell people is really just trust yourself. Trust yourself to be able to tap into that knowledge if you want to write a book. Trust yourself to be able to make your own decision about what it should be about. You can talk to experts, but the only person who really knows what book you should write is you. So just really trust yourself all the way through that whole process. I love that. And I also want to say this particular discussion with Candace is me kind of pushing listeners to think outside of the box. You may not think that you need to write a book right now, but I want you to consider not taking anything off the table because we can always be doing more than what we think we can be doing and just be open and curious to what opportunities are out there and what people are doing in their careers to stand out. And maybe someday you will be the one writing the book yeah. and taking that next leap in your journey. Absolutely. Candace, where can our listeners find you on social media, connect with you, see your work? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram and LinkedIn, Candace L. Davis, Candace with an I-C-E on both places and feel free to DM me if you have questions. Perfect. Well, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, Lori. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you've enjoyed it, I would love for you to subscribe. If you're already a subscriber, don't forget to share the podcast with a friend. Hope you all have an amazing week. Until next time. Bye.